Welcome to this edition of PowerPoint with Jack Graham. A little later in the program, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of the book, The Bible Code. But first, here's the message, Crucified with Christ. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the second chapter of the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 2. And I want to speak to you on the subject today, Crucified with Christ. Many of you have been to the cross for pardon, for the forgiveness of sin, for the new life that is ours in Jesus Christ, but you've never been to the cross for power in your life, for provision in your life. Uh, there is a level of teaching in the Word of God. You might call it the milk level of teaching. Just as a baby is to desire the sincere milk of the Word of God, so are we as newborn babes to nurture our lives in the Word of God, the milk of the Word of God. But then as we grow beyond the early stages of the Christian faith, as we develop in our discipleship with Christ, we should move on beyond the milk of the Word to the meat of the Word. And to grow deeper and to go deeper in the great truths that transform our lives every single day. So the milk of the cross, you might say, concerns our salvation, coming to Christ, knowing the forgiveness of sin and the promise of the living Christ within and the hope of being with Him forever and ever. That's the milk of the cross. That's the basics of Christian faith and testimony. But then there's the meat of the cross. And the meat of the cross concerns not only our salvation in Christ, but, and here's a big word coming, our sanctification in Christ, which means our growing into Christ-likeness, our becoming more and more like Jesus with our lives and in our lives. And it is in this meat teaching of the Word of God, in this meat teaching of the cross, that we discover the power of the cross in our lives, the power to live a passionate, devoted life for Jesus Christ, the power to live a life that makes a difference in the world now and forevermore. Now the Apostle Paul was captivated, he was captured by the cross. This great Christian never moved beyond the cross. He said, I preach Christ and Him crucified. He said, I boast not in myself, but I boast, I glory in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he teaches us the tremendous truth that we are to always live in the grace and in the glory of the cross. If we're to be passionate, followers of Jesus Christ, we must not only love the cross, but we must live the cross. But the Apostle Paul in Galatians 2.20 gives us a powerful sentence that you should know and you should beyond knowing it know the understanding and the truth of it. Galatians 2.20, for I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me 
and gave himself for me. As I have studied the history of the Christian faith and have observed the impact of believers in our own generation, it is evident that the people who have made the greatest impact upon the world, influencing the world for eternity, are those who have a living faith and who live the faith of the cross, who have been willing to surrender and sacrifice to lay down their own lives for the sake of the call of the cross. It is in understanding who we are in Christ that we really begin to grow up into Christ, into full stature in Christ. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Paul knew who he was. He was a man in Christ. He was a man of the cross. Paul understood the reality of Jesus living in him. The crucified, risen Christ, filling his life, flooding his life every day. The secret of Christian living is Christ in you. That you are a man in Christ, a woman in Christ, and Christ is living in you. Paul said in Colossians 1.27, Christ in me, the hope of glory. So you need to be able to say it. You need to be able to know it. You need to be able to believe it and live it. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. It is Easter to live crucified and risen in Christ. It is the crucified life. What does it mean? It begins by eliminating ego, denying self, being willing to lay down our lives to follow Christ. Look, there is a price to pay for passion. If you are to live a passionate life, for Christ, then you must realize it's going to cost you. C.T. Studd was a great athlete of another generation. And he left a professional sports career in England to follow Christ to the mission field as God had called him. And many were questioning C.T. Studd's sanity and leaving the popularity and the position of uh, notoriety and celebrity in England to go and bury his life on a mission field. C.T. Studd, in response, said these words, If Jesus Christ is God and died for me, there is no sacrifice I can ever make for him which could ever be too great. Another great believer in Christ who became a martyr as a follower of Christ, a martyr in Nazi Germany because of his faith. His name was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he said, the cross is laid on every Christian. The cross is laid on every Christian. He went on to say that we are called to abandon the attachments of this world. And then he said it so clearly. When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. To die to self, selfish pursuits, selfish ambitions, in order to live for Jesus Christ. 
to be willing to uh, lay down our ambitions and our appetites and to crucify the flesh. Now, that flies in the face of a culture and a world that promotes self-will and self-esteem, self-expression, and even self-worth. It flies in the face of a love of self, the all-about-me way of life. But did you know that Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you must pick up your cross daily and follow me? Now, those who heard Jesus say these words knew exactly what he meant. It, it may be a little bit distant to us in understanding what it means to pick up the cross, but remember, everyone who heard Jesus say the words, pick up your cross, deny yourself, follow me, would have understood what that meant. Because the cross was an instrument of torture and execution and death. The people in the day of Christ, they saw people crucified. They knew what the cross meant. And they understood when Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me, that Jesus was saying, be willing to come and die when you follow me. To sacrifice, to surrender your life to follow me. You see, the Bible doesn't tell us to love self or to pamper self. But the Bible tells us there's only one thing to do with self, and that is to crucify self, to eliminate ego, E-G-O. You know what that is, don't you? E-G-O, edging God out. And it is our pride, our ego, our arrogance, our selfishness that removes Christ from his rightful place of preeminence and power in our lives and delegates him to some lesser place when we allow self on the throne of our hearts, when we are living for self rather than crucifying self. It means surrendering our lives to crucify our lives, our ambitions, our desires. To follow Christ is so much more than just coming to Jesus and getting a ticket to heaven, and then so often we hear words like this, well, just come to Christ and He's going to make your life great. He's going to make your life wonderful. He's going to make your life meaningful. He, you're going to have a better marriage. You're going to have better kids. You're going to have better breath. Everything's going to be better when you come to Jesus. And I affirm that. I affirm that Jesus will make your life better. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundant. You can live a fulfilling and fruitful life in Jesus Christ. But what about carrying the cross and living in sacrifice, the discipline of our minds and of our bodies and of our souls, the dethroning of self in our lives? You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and his message, Crucified with Christ. Pastor, this month we have a special gift for our listeners who give a gift to PowerPoint. It's a copy of The Bible Code. What can you tell us about this powerful book? There is a truth you should know about the Bible that none of us can afford to miss. At its core, the Bible is the story of Jesus. And if you miss the story of Jesus written throughout the pages of Scripture, who He is, why He came, and how He saves us, then you will miss the whole point of the Bible. 
But when you see Jesus in all of Scripture, the Bible comes alive because Jesus is alive. The profound truth that all of God's Word points to Jesus Christ is what generous friends like you help us share with millions of people all over the world through PowerPoint Ministries. That's why I want to thank you for your gift today by sending a book written by my closest of friends, Dr. O.S. Hawkins. The book is titled, The Bible Code, Finding Jesus in Every Book of the Bible. Call today and get a copy of The Bible Code when you give. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. Or text the word CODE to 59789. Now let's get back to today's message, Crucified with Christ. Perhaps uh, Romans 12 would help us understand what it means to pick up this cross and to live this crucified life. So just turn with me uh, to Romans chapter 12. These are important verses for the believer. Verse 1, I beg you, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Paul said, this cross life, this crucified life is the life of being a living sacrifice. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, I live. The sacrifice, the surrender in the life of the believer is not to be optional, casual, or trivial. Today you can purchase a car with multiple options. That's one of the fun things about living in our generation, all the options that we have. I mean, when I was a kid, there was one kind of Coke, and it was eight ounces in a bottle. Now, you got all kinds of Coke. You got Diet Coke. You got Diet Coke with vanilla. You got Diet Coke with lime. You got Diet Cherry Coke. You got Classic Coke and whatever happened to that other Coke. You got Coke with no caffeine and Coke with caffeine. You got all of these options. And you know, when you go to buy a car, you, you know, our old car, our old 54 Dodge or whatever that was, it basically had a steering wheel and a few seats. No seat belts, but today we have many wonderful options in our cars. And you can go, you can look at the brochure, you can get online, you can read all the options. And if you're willing to pay a little more, sometimes pay a lot more, you can get more and more options on your car. And now, you know, we're sort of conditioned to, to wanting the options. You know, some of us take the same approach in Christianity, you, can, you think that, that what we need to do in the Christian faith is that you can choose your options in the Christian life. I'll take salvation, but I'm going to pass on the sacrifice. I'll take the forgiveness of sin, but I'm not going to pay the price for forgiving others' sin. No, the Christian life and the surrender, I'm saying this crucified life is not optional equipment the believer. This is basic Christian faith and living. 
This is a summons to all Christians. I beseech you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, all are called to carry the cross. Every one of us. Paul said, I beg you passionately, deeply from the heart, because of the mercies of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice. What kind of sacrifice and surrender is it? It is a logical sacrifice. Logical because he said, do this because of the mercies of God. Paul has spent 11 chapters in the book of Romans describing the great truths of who we are in Christ and what Christ has done for us. And that all of our lives are now in Christ and we have this tremendous future and hope in Christ because of the cross and because of the resurrection. And he spent all of these wonderful uh, moments in the book of Romans just teaching us this truth. And then he comes and says, all right, now, because all of this is true, therefore, because of this, because of the mercies of Jesus Christ, because of that cross, it's logical, it's reasonable to present your body as a living sacrifice. Now, in the Old Testament, there were two kinds of sacrifices. Uh, one kind of sacrifice was sacrifices of propitiation, or propitiation rather. When the sacrifice would be offered for the propitiation of sin, the forgiveness of sin, dealing with sin. And then there were the dedicatory sacrifices. And Jewish believers would bring these sacrifices of dedication in response, in gratitude to what God had done. The cross, the death of Jesus, was an act, a sacrifice of propitiation, the forgiveness of sin. And now, because of this great act of sacrifice and love, we come with a sacrifice of dedication in response to these mercies. Because of what Christ has done for us, we lay down our lives as an act of surrender and dedication to Him. And folks, this is reasonable. It's logical. We owe Him our lives. We are bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. What, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Therefore glorify God with your body which belongs to Christ. And therefore to live and to carry the cross, what does it mean? It is to, to present your body as a living sacrifice to Him. That means your feet are to walk in obedience to Him every day. It means that your eyes are to behold His beauty and purity and to stay focused on Him step by step each day. It means that your hands are to serve Him, that your arms are to embrace and to lift others, those who are fallen, those who are loveless, those who are broken. To live this life, this crucified life, means that we belong to Him 
and therefore it is logical to give ourselves to him. But not only is this sacrifice a logical sacrifice, it is a living sacrifice. And then it is a lasting sacrifice. A logical sacrifice, a living sacrifice, and a lasting sacrifice because we carry the cross all the way into eternity. We persevere through difficulties and dangers. Eugene Peterson, the author of the message, translation of the Bible, or paraphrase of the Bible, said, the Christian life is a long obedience in the same direction. Now, our generation is not known for finishing things. But let it be said of us, dear people, what could be said of the Apostle Paul when he said, I have finished the course. Let us carry the cross all the way to the finish line and beyond and to persevere through pain. You see, again, passion means sometimes discipline, pain. Ask any athlete who wants to be a champion. Ask any musician who wants to excel. Ask anyone who in their chosen endeavor succeeds and you will understand that it takes blood, sweat, and tears to accomplish anything great in your life. And certainly to live the Christian life, it requires obedience to the very end and all the way, even when it is difficult, even when it is demanding, even when it is dangerous. It's a lasting sacrifice. Jesus, when he carried the cross, finished the work the Father sent him to do. There must have been many times when he wanted to quit. When Jesus was carrying the cross, broken, bruised, and bleeding, every inch, every ounce of him physically must have been crying out, quit. Give up. But thank God Jesus with his cross crashed through the quitting points, the barriers. Until on the cross he said, to tell us die, it is finished. So we deal with our ego and in laying down the self-life we take up the Christ life in us and we are empowered. Now lest you think that this Christian life is so painful, there's never joy, there's never satisfaction. Let me remind you that it was because of the joy that was set before him that Jesus endured the cross and despised the shame. Jesus knew joy. He lived every day under the shadow of the cross in his life, and yet there was joy. He said, my joy I give to you. It was the joy that was set before him, the joy of you and me coming to him, the joy of eternity. Paul said, the sufferings of this present time can't compare to the glory that we're going to share when we see Jesus. So yes, we preach of pain. Yes, we speak of sacrifice. But it is in the losing of our lives that we gain our lives. It is in the laying down of ourselves that we take up our fullest self. A great Christian of yesteryear, Samuel Rutherford, put it this way, the cross of Christ is the sweetest burden that I ever bore. 
It is a burden to me such as wings are to a bird or sails are to a ship to carry me forth to my harbor. There is glory and honor and sacrifice. You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, Crucified with Christ. When you understand that Jesus is in every book of both the Old and New Testaments, the Bible will come alive in a way you've never experienced before. This profound truth is what led Dr. Graham's friend, O.S. Hawkins, to write his book, The Bible Code, Finding Jesus in Every Book of the Bible, which we want to send as a thanks for your gift today to help boldly proclaim God's Word through PowerPoint. As you read it, you'll gain a greater understanding of Jesus' presence throughout Scripture and His presence in your own life as well. This is the last week of this offer, so call today. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word CODE to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgraham.org where you can shop our e-store or give a gift online or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website, again, is jackgraham.org. And also be sure to sign up for Dr. Graham's podcast, Bible in a Year. Pastor, what is your PowerPoint for today? So many Christians today live lives as though God doesn't even exist. Friend, if you today are allowing the worries and anxieties of this world to dominate your life, if you're living your life to please man rather than God, if you're living your life without the power of Jesus in your life, then I want to challenge you today to take to heart the passage we talked about in today's message. Galatians 2.20 is, is such a powerful verse. And if you plug that verse into your life, a 220 volt of God's power into your life, Galatians 2.20, you will discover the power of Jesus living in you. Take that to heart and ask God to make you conscious of that fact every single day. And then use the power of God in your life to live all out for him, to share your faith with others, to be a better man, a better father, a better woman, a better wife. You can live in the power and the strength of Jesus living in you. And when you do, you will discover a confidence in life that you could have never, ever imagined. I know in my own life, I find it absolutely essential not to run in the strength of my humanity, but to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus lives in you by his Holy Spirit. And Galatians 2.20 reminds us of this great truth, that when we exchange our life for his life, then his life is overwhelms and dominates us every single day. And we start living like Jesus. We start acting like Jesus. We start serving in the power of Jesus. Truly, it's the only way to live the Christian life because without Jesus, the Christian life is impossible. The Christian life is made possible by the presence and power of Jesus who lives within. And that is today's PowerPoint. Remember, when you give a gift to PowerPoint, we'll send you the book, The Bible Code, as thanks for your generous support. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word CODE to 59789. And join us again next time as Dr. Graham brings a message about how God can renew and restore your broken dreams. That's next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. 
PowerPoint with Jack Graham is sponsored by PowerPoint Ministries.